And then I just took my finger out of his ass and left. <laughs> Are you ready? Episode number 33 of the Joysticks and Chill podcast, the podcast for gamers, by gamers, who love other gamers, unless that gamer is fucking, I don't know, Boris Johnson, because he's a twat and we all hate him. I don't think I can go any better than that. It's pretty apt. Yeah. Come to the highest order. Uh, my name is Joystick J, and with me today is the man they call Hardly Dan. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was it. So you got me laughing uh, at the very beginning as as soon as you said that about the uh, uh, finger. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, my anecdotes. Yes, it's been an eventful week. I, I just thought, um, yeah, joysticks and chill podcast reaches the other uh, places other podcasts can't reach. <laughs> ah no, fucking hell! It's all gone wrong. It's up me off. There we go. Yeah, back to normal. <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> um and special guest today is john mouse oh yes as you know there can only be one john on this show at a time so that's why i'm here today because nezzy's not <laughs> that is absolutely correct yes we've not had two johns on here for since the summer i think it was jeez mm. i'm back um I came back, came back from the gulag after getting COVID, and uh, I won. So, have yeah. you had COVID four times now? Oh, um, in two I, months, I'm in, I'm in double figures. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had it so many times that um, I'm pretty much a scientific case study for getting COVID. Um, no, I've had it twice, but it's good to be back and healthy and alive and here. Good, good. Well, it's been a while. We've all been up to some shit, so let's talk about it, shall we? And because we've not heard from him in such a long time, let's start with the mouse. Thanks. Well, um, yeah, as I said, I got COVID, the definitive edition. Um, (laughs) So I had it in December, had it again in, well, fairly recently, sort of mid to end of January. Um, second time round was a breeze. It was fine. Um, I was really ill with it the first time, but um, Tess caught it as well, my wife, and luckily my daughter managed to avoid it. But um, the second time round, it was quite nice because it was a chance to play a load of games and watch a load of TV and just take some time to relax because I felt fine. But the law is the law. I can't go to work if I'm testing positive, and I kept testing positive. So, yeah, it was it was all good. Other than that, in the the since we um, I last podcasted, I've basically um, found out that I am um, going to be an uncle again. Um, my brother 
is having a baby. Well, he's not actually giving birth to the baby, um, but he one is day. going to <laughs> one day. <laughs> he is going to be a dad for the second time, and yeah, so that that was some exciting news. I um, yeah, I oh, another thing that happened was I was driving home from work one day, and. I realised someone was driving very, very close behind me because it's Birmingham and driving and people being twats. And um, my initial thought was I should probably get out of the way and just move over, let him go past. And then I remembered that I'd had a bad day and I was sick of people being pricks. So instead I went really, 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 really incredibly slowly (laughs) Um, to the point where um, I managed to drop my car down to just under 10 miles an hour uh, on a 40 mile an hour road uh, in the right hand lane. Um, He tried to undertake me so I went back in the left then back across to the right. He was flashing his lights at me, bibbing at me, like going absolutely mad Um, until he did manage to a car turned off to the left of me he managed to get ahead he stopped his car um kept like brake checking me stopped his car at the lights tried to get out and have a go at me got it all on dash cam it'll make a hilarious youtube video and upload it um and then yeah he loves like flashes lights really having a go um I was laughing i found the whole thing quite quite um humorous and quite funny and until <laughs> we carried on driving down the road and at the next set of lights we were directly next to each other literally the f- only the two cars literally side by side and he was swearing he was going mad he was winding his window down and again i just i just kept laughing i kept finding it really really funny because i think when people get that aggressive and that angry over something as like well yeah i know it's annoying what i did but still like to get that angry and that wound up about it, it's not the end of the world. Um, so yeah, that that that's basically all that's happened to me. I got COVID twice and I pissed someone off while I was driving. <laughs> Other than that, nothing else happened at all, really. Um, yeah, I'll be Good honest. Be back there. I would have been prepared <laughs> to rip you on your asshole if, if I was that person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, he, I was I was not worried at all that he was going to crash into me because his car was way nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's protection being in a shit car when there's oh, yes. um, yeah, other cars around bigger cars. It is because if, it, if he'd have pissed me off if I'd have stopped laughing and got angry I would have quite happily just drove into him because like, <laughs> my car's right off anyway so he would have been doing me a favour <laughs> <laughs> right uh, Dan I got stuck behind a really slow fucking arsehole in a Volvo yesterday. <laughs> John, what car do you drive? <laughs> I drive a Volvo. <laughs> it, we hit a peak of 23 miles an hour on a national speed limit road. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I could be doing 60, but this fucker, no, no, he's doing 23. Oh, can't abide it. It was a really long shit day waiting for my mum in the hospital, you know, because can't go in because COVID. And so yeah, I sat in the car for bloody ages waiting for mum. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, other than that, um, I've been 
uh, faffing around with um, bits of technology. Um, my Vita, which I'm going to talk about at length a bit later on. And I got a green screen because I decided that I was going to stream my trying to get fit uh, in the hope that um, there'd be more accountability and I'd be more likely to keep cycling if um, if I could have a group of people having a go at me because I've not got on the bike for a week or something. That'd be quite useful. Uh, so yeah, I did my first stream today, which was quite fun. Um, I think it worked all right. I I had a look at it. Uh, something pissed me off because I looked at YouTube, and it's not the number that pissed me off. It's the language that YouTube uses when you look at the uh, details of one of your videos. Did they say the word the... fuck? No, gotten. Your video has gotten nine views. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Does no one actually know how to write a proper sentence over at fucking YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> it's just if it was an English company it would be it wouldn't be written, uh, written like that smart person problems yeah it's just it's just I mean received it, you know what's wrong with that <laughs> sorry it's and, and those fucking arseholes that deliberately put like don't know the difference between then and then no, they piss me off as well I've been very angry this week <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my new meds <laughs> I watched your uh, stream for about 10 minutes. It looked really good. It looked like really interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a pain in the ass, that exercise. Um, it, the first time I've done that, that one, um, uh, it, was, it didn't have any breaks in it. Like Normally, there's, like a, there's a section, and then you'll have like a two-minute easy pedaling, and then there'll be another section and a two-minute easy pedaling. This just had a long warm-up, and then it was like, right, keep going. <laughs> and every now and then you have to pedal harder and then not quite so hard but it was still at like your threshold level which is kind of threshold is like the pace you can keep up for an hour basically so it kept going above that and then back down to it and above it and then back down to it so um my legs are sore now so surprised cool. you were fucking going at it yeah. at one point when yeah. i was watching you did kind of just pull over at the side and do nothing <laughs> That was the end. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, right. There were still things, little targets going on in the in the foreground that you uh, okay. had to reach, but you no, you'd given up. No, that that must have been a glitch because I really did not give up any of that. But I did see some dropped frames at one point, so I'm guessing that's what it is. Nah, I got. I'm only joking. Uh, there's there's twenty stars, and I it should say nineteen and a half, but it doesn't count the half, so it says I've got eighteen stars. I don't know why. So how much have you spent on all that kit now? Um, well, the trainer was about 400 quid. The bike I've had for 20 years, but I've upgraded all the bits on it. So that was about, well, I've replaced all the bits that needed replacing. Uh, so that was about 400 quid. And my green screen, uh, that, that, was, that was really expensive. That was a massive 23 pounds. <laughs> wow <laughs> with the tripod and um uh, and yeah everything that comes with it so do you have to pay a subscription to side. um to... oh yeah that's 12 quid a month uh to compare it with zwift sorry peloton um you you can't use any old bike with peloton you've kind of got to use one of theirs uh to do it properly and um that cheapest one is one and a half grand 
but you can pay interest free over three years. Um, but you, you also have to pay 40 quid a month to use that bike on Peloton. So you end up spending 79 quid a month for three years and then it's yours. And <laughs> yeah, apparently that's meant to be cheaper than going to the gym or I don't know, using Zwift, which is, you know, my initial setup with Zwift, it was like 60 quid for the trainer that the back wheel went on and a couple of sensors for 30 quid. So it doesn't have to be that expensive. I just really got into it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, to be honest. It looked good. Um, it looked really good. It's quite weird. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know why I'm so, like the other day I was like, oh, I'm going to try going up the biggest fucking mountain in the game. And I did. It took four <laughs> hours, but I went up the bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good fun. I like it. And uh, yeah, it seems to be working. I'm looking forward to um, going surfing this year. See what I see what surfing is like with less lard around me. Like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easier. Right yeah. Good. I probably. How's your week been? Um, yeah, so the Harry Potter Forbidden Forest experience has come to an end for year one. Yeah. It was an overwhelming success. I had a meeting with the okay. organisers and they said that a lot of the success came down to me and uh, my counterpart, Kate. Um, and yeah, we just got, awesome. basically we, we went into a meeting. It was just two just having smoke blown up our ass. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was, it was just praise after praise and um i gave loads of feedback and say that look, we can do it better this way next year um my staff would be happier if this happened that happened the other uh and yeah we just had a really constructive meeting about what to do next year uh they went through the plans of how they're going to change it and how they're going to improve some of the attractions and all the bits and pieces uh, it looks really good, really exciting. There's a few um, big bits of kit that's going to be coming in. Um, not really allowed to say what, but one of the elements is costing a million quid. Um, it's going to be quite big. And fire, it's a dragon. Okay, it's a big fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no one from there listens to this, hopefully. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's still pending, but it's 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 looking likely. Um, but yeah, I've seen the plans for the new and improved uh, village section. It's going to look a lot more um, Diagon Alley esque, sort of close walls and windy, and open up into a Ooh. courtyard with some fire effects and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. On on Planet Coaster, I'm actually recreating it in Planet Coaster. Nice. Um, so I can do a previs for next year, see how the, the new one's going to look in 3D. That's a really good idea. So it's uh, all of the lights are reacting almost as as the as the lights react in the real thing. Um, it's it's a lot more basic my version, but it's just basically just to give you the idea. Um, yeah. It's got all the the right sound effects in the right places, and um, it's nowhere near finished yet. But uh, looking pretty good. I'll I'll uh, I'll take a few photos of it in in engine and just show you some yeah that'd be um, awesome i'd really like to see that uh but yeah that's that's going quite well um yeah so i in the meantime i'm starting uh a salaried position 
with the agency I've been working for. They're starting a new arm um, of their business to look after long-term contracts because they were so impressed with how we did Harry Potter that uh, now they want uh, they want us to, to to do this section of the business where we we take on people for more long-term roles uh, in order to keep them because that's what we did really well we we hired 45 staff and we retained 42 of them till the end uh, and that's one of the reasons why it was a success because if we kept swapping out and you know bringing in new people i mean we did bring in a few new people along the way um and they blended in really well but uh yeah it worked really really well so we're now we're implementing it into the business to uh to sort of have this new area where we just look after that so the first thing i'm going to be doing actually one of the first things is the commonwealth games so i have to hire shitload of people for the commonwealth games and retain them for i think it's 10 days it's not it's not too bad but it's like god how many people was it like two or three hundred people per day for 10 days um something like that um as well as a few little contracts here there and everywhere and then we move straight on to potter in in the summer and start hiring again for that uh, we'll bring back probably most of the people who um did this year some of them aren't coming back <laughs> right no you don't you're not coming back you're shit uh, or you're problematic um you're a pain in the arse. So now is the time to uh, to get rid, bring in some new blood. But most of them, like 90% of them, were absolutely brilliant. The energy levels, despite being stood in a forest in the pissing down rain and the wind and the snow, the cold, uh, it was, yeah, you, you couldn't really begrudge them anything. They did such a good job, um, of which I've taken a lot of credit for <laughs> in this meeting. <laughs> so I'm quite happy with that. Um yeah, so it's gone really, really, really well. So well that I'm really nervous that something's going to go wrong now because normally when things go well, it's followed by something going not well. So I'm just waiting for that to happen now. Um, but yeah, so far so good. It's been an absolutely amazing uh, four months. I stayed for a few weeks after the finish to do the D-rig, um, help take stuff apart, uh, feed the builders. Um, basically, they gave me uh, this diesel powered buggy and i was just running around the forest taking things here there and everywhere it was great it was like a it's this big go-kart that just sipped around oh it was fantastic <laughs> this thing four wheel like drive yeah yeah pretty much like that yeah just yeah. bussing around the whole place oh it was great they get <laughs> 10 minutes to myself i literally just uh, drive the trail as fast as i can because it's like windy and, and all over the place it's just like a a rally trail, that kind yeah. of thing. It's so much fun because all the attractions that have been removed, so all we're left with is this windy path, and it's great. It's great for for driving around. So much fun. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing for the last three weeks, just <laughs> going around lap after lap. Um, it just reminded me of something I had to do when I worked at a paintball place. Uh, we had two sites: one near Guildford on the south basically the south of the M25, and one in Welling Garden City, the north. Basically, 180, the, the other side of the M25, basically. And um, I had to go up to this site to visit some guy from the power company because their lines went over our stuff. And 
was like, oh, sorry, you can take your company car. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Which one am I doing? They get me, hand me the keys to this ancient larder, which, um, <laughs> no word of a lie, the fuel cap was a rag. <laughs> so the first thing I did was say, fuck that. And I bought a dis- you know, plastic one that you just shove in. You know, not something someone can light without you noticing. <laughs> and then you just drive off. You were driving a mullet of cocktail. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. But I got to the site. And there's like access tracks to, to where this guy's got to meet. And um, I see him. He goes off. And I think, hmm. It's a rear-wheel drive larder. The engine in the back. So I hoon it around there, getting the back out, going around. It was so much fun. It just reminded me of that. And uh, yeah, I'd have had a laugh with that gator. And you get paid to do it. It's great. Isn't it? I know. Those moments you live for a whole day of pissing about in a larder. <laughs> and I had so much fucking fun in that car. It's like the best car I've ever driven. Because <laughs> a, it's a piece of shit. And B, no one's going to care if you do anything to it. <laughs> In fact, I upgraded it by taking the rag out of the fucking fuel cap. <laughs> the quality company I worked for. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so anyway, so on Tuesday, I start my new role in the office. Um, recruiting. Recruiting yeah, cool. and recruiting, recruiting. And um, yeah. And I'm going to be doing that till next summer. And then we're going to start with Harry Potter again. And then we do Harry Potter all over again. Uh, the production company itself have also approached me, although there's nothing really in writing or anything yet. So it's not really mentioning, but yeah. um, they're trying to create a job role for me, um, oh, cool. which they're planning to offer me in the next couple of months. But uh, that's neither here nor there at the moment, but it's exciting. Because we've got um, three more sites opening up over the world, across the world. We've got uh, France, Germany, and two in the US. Um, so working for them, hopefully, would be uh, a lot of travelling around. Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four sites, yes. So I keep I'm not confused. That the yeah, I thought the American one was one, but it's actually two. Uh, it so sounds like okay. take that into the uh, maths. The th- I mean, uh, compared with your last job and like how much you love things like, you know, building theme parks, it's just, it's like, it's freaking kismet that you've landed this, this work. It's, it's <laughs> no. pretty awesome, man. No, I can't believe my luck. And that's why I'm worried because I'm waiting for the yin to yang or the yang to yin or whatever the hell the, the way is. Um, but yeah. So far, yeah, so good. Touch wood. Tiberia. Yeah, <laughs> well, even that would be a change of pace. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been brilliant. It's the best job I've ever had, and um, yeah, they they want us to do it for the next four years because um, I think that's right. that's that's the tenure. Yeah. After that, I think they're they're moving on to passages new. But uh, well, they might not. They might carry on. But anyway, so it's four years at the moment, and it's going to get bigger every year. And it's going to expand into the world every year. Fantastic. So there's, there's plans for South America and Australia and all sorts as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's turning into this huge, big enterprise. It's really, really cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so that, that's pretty much me, I think. There's uh, not really much else. Oh, I did go to see uh, Scream at the cinema. Oh, yeah. The new Scream. And it's good. 
it's it's good. <laughs> it's probably the cool. best sequel. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be a pile of shit. Yeah, because you would think a, a new Scream yeah. film, and it's not even saying Scream Five; it just says Scream. Yeah. Um, but it's very self-deprecating. Um, really funny, really gory. Uh, I guessed one of the killers. I didn't guess the other one, so they not bad. Uh, but it was, it was good. It was entertaining. And it made me want to watch all the other Scream films. So I've just... I watched uh, Scream 3 today. So I just need to do Scream 4, which I have absolutely no memory of. And then I've done the whole franchise. Um, yeah, funnily enough, going to watch Scream, I was also trapped behind a very slow person driving down the uh, <laughs> the road. This old woman going 25 at a national limit. And then I finally got past that bloody woman, then got stuck behind a tractor. I was stuck behind this tractor for a good few miles. So the tractor finally went. The road opened up to a dual carriageway, and I think I thought, thank fuck for that. And you'll never guess what was in front of me. A fucking wide load. Huge big office <laughs> on a trailer. Going 20 miles an hour, going all the way up to Preston, where I was going to watch the film. So I got to the film with... Uh, Probably a couple of minutes to go before the actual film started. Fuckers. But anyway, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much me. So shall we talk about video games? Let's uh-huh. talk about video yeah. games. Video games. What have you been playing? Oh, I should probably take this moment to mention that, uh, yeah, John Nezzy is not here, just in case you... Uh, you don't know yet. He's fishing. He's molesting right? some fish. He's molesting fish. Uh, he's yeah. not quite back yet. He may join us later. He may not. Who knows? Um, but yes, we wish him all the very best. <laughs> that was a Nezzy laugh. <laughs> There's no eye in bike. Uh, bless him. <laughs> Uh, right, so shall we begin with... Let's start with... Who has the most uh, joint between me? Go on, Dan, you go first. Okay. Um, Life is Stange. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was. Oh, I no. just finished um, cycling when I wrote that. Uh, Life <laughs> is Strange. Um, God, I can't even find where I am in the notes now. Um, Life is Strange, True Colours, that's what it's called. Uh, the latest in the... Life is Strange series, obviously. Uh, it came out last year, I think. Uh, I picked it up because I had 10 quid uh, voucher that I didn't use last time we recorded. That's when I bought it. Um, somehow, a month ago. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a narrative-heavy sort of point-and-click adventure in the kind of Walking Dead style, but not Walking Dead. There's no zombies. Um, in the uh, Life is Strange series... Um, there's always a person that has a, a power, and the powers are always different. In the first one, uh, this girl could uh, change time, and you could rewind things and change how uh, things happen to get the, the answer, the, to get the, the story to go the way you want it to. Um, it, the, the previous one to the one I'm playing now, um, I can't remember what that kid could do, but he could do something, and I'm sure of it. He definitely did something. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but he did something. Um, 
And in this one, um, you play the part of, I've forgotten her name. I, I closed all those web pages, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I had this all prepared uh, oh, out. Was she in the before first I one? Went out. No, no, different people, different people, different, uh, Alex, different place. is it Alex? Uh, Alex Chen, yes. Um, she, you arrived playing as her in a small Colorado town called Haven Springs, and you're reconnecting with your lost, long lost brother, Gabe. You've both spent, uh, years separated in like foster homes and social care system. And, um, you end up getting back in contact. He's like, come out here. Uh, come, you know, I'll set you up. And, um, and yeah, that the first, the first episode is really great. Um, until it's not. And, and then it's, it doesn't just hit you in the feels. It, it just, it just kicks you in the nuts and then punches <laughs> you in the face as you bend over. It's, <laughs> I felt so shit at the end of that episode. I, I, I haven't got back to playing it. I was just wow. like, oh, wow, that's, uh, yeah, yeah I, I will get around to playing it at some point, but I've had this med change and, and my mood's not been the greatest anyway. So, so probably not the greatest time for me to play something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it really just, um, it sucked all the joy out of my world. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fucking Dementor. <laughs> I remember the first one. The first game was probably one of the best games I've ever played. It was great. Um, yeah. And mm. I think it was episode three, the end of episode three, where that happens. That Obviously, I'm not going to say. But a big thing happens, and you're like, fuck. And it really, uh, you know, sends you through an emotional, or well, sends you down an emotional roller coaster. Um, yeah. But it was great at doing that. It worked really well. I've, I've not played the, the one with the boy... And his brother. And he does something. Yeah. He does something. <laughs> he definitely does something. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, she uh, she can sense people's moods. And if it's a really strong mood, she can actually kind of almost like relive it like it's one of her memories. She can, she's, she's an empath, basically. Um, a really powerful one. And uh, yeah, it has some really touching moments. After the, the thing happened, um, it, it it did start to start feeling a bit better, but I was just I was just like, well, when when's the next sledgehammer going to hit me in the nuts? You know, <laughs> fuck this! I'm I'm just going to go and mow some lawns. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> uh, uh, Is it I'm episodic? sure it's excellent. Um, yes, because I think I'm actually in episode two now. Um, but yeah, it's it's just you know I, I I could just feel it building up to something else that was just going to fuck me over, and I was like, you know what, I haven't got time for this. It's a beautiful game. The music's fantastic. The town, the world building, it's all excellent. It's really really great game. Uh, but yeah, just don't play uh, it on meds. Yeah, yeah. Um, if 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 booze makes you a bit maudlin, don't play it drunk. Um, I don't know. Maybe find some nitrous oxide and play that. Play it with that. That might be a nice little, <laughs> nice little leveler. A bit of nitrous. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. Um, the, there's so many little kind of bits that just, you know, the touching little bits that you'd notice and uh, and like the 
Ah, uh, it's 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 fantastic, but I haven't finished it yet because do um do the people still talk? Um, like, I love the first game. I've only they, played I haven't the first heard one. anyone say Hella yet. Oh no, That's I have. Good. One person did say Hella. <laughs> That's what uh, I was. But it was ask. ironic. Mm. It's like, that's fine. so hella cool like the first one amazing game I liked Before the Storm as well I haven't played the one with the kid that does something and something happens to him um, I need to find out what the fuck he does <laughs> but even the first game just every time they said like oh that's hella cool that's hella rad I was like yeah no one talks like that people don't there's, talk like that <laughs> I bet there's a place like full of hipsters and it's like that <laughs> Nothing Hill I bet they all say that in Notting Hill. <laughs> it was a good game. Uh, yeah, so I played I played the first one. I played se- was it season two or the Beyond the Storm or Before the Storm or whatever it was. Before the Storm, yeah. Also really good. I played one episode of The Boy with the brother who does something, does but we don't know what. He didn't do anything in the first episode. Magical, anyway. That I remember. Oh, and there was the, um, the one... Captain Thunderpants. It wasn't Captain Thunderpants. It was uh, Captain <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't never play that either. That's, that's a, all right. Same uh, boy. Uh, uh, no, well, um, I don't remember. I think he might be linked to the one with the brother that we can't remember what he does. Um, yeah, it was Captain Spirit. That's what that one was. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it was just Life is Strange too. That's why I can't find out. I'm looking for uh, what, what, what did. The, oh, did the boy the kill someone at the beginning? Didn't like some some power come out of yeah. him and he killed a bully or something? Yeah, I think that's why they yeah. went on the run because he killed the, the, killed a boy. The dialogue, the dialogue was like, "Ah, oh, he's hella dead, bro." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Gotta get the hell out of here. That's actually got a really good story. And um, yeah, there's some cool people you meet uh, because you're out on the run. And yeah, there's uh, there's this weed farm, and stuff happens at the weed farm. I'm not going to say any more because I've just said about the weed farm. Um, But yeah, Life is Strange. I will have deeper thoughts on it when I've actually played more than couple of hours worth but yeah it, it's it's good but yeah it's one of those games you've got to be in the right mood for cool i will play it <laughs> do love life is strange the only reason i stopped playing the second series uh with the boy whose power is unknown is that it went off game pass when i was playing it so i got through oh. i got through episode one and it went and i was like oh great i'm not paying so yeah, that was it. I enjoyed the first episode from what I can remember. Uh, but cool, cool. Um, I'll, we'll go to me next because I think I've got one more than you have, John. Just to... mm-hmm. Daniel has telekinesis apparently. Telekinesis. Ah. Right. Yes. Possibly so. Um, right. So I can't remember if I talked about this completing this in the last show or not because it's been so long ago. Um, Far Cry Six. I finished it. Did we talk about this in the last show, Dan? Uh, I was slightly ahead of you, and I haven't played it since then, so I could have finished it as well if I'd bothered playing it. Oh, okay. So, uh, right, yeah. So I've, yeah. I've, I've finished it, yes. Yeah. But I've not talked about the, the end. 
Um, yeah, it's classic Far Cry. Uh, the story is very similar to other Far Cry games in the in respect to this dictator who is a bit of a dick and needs to be taken down a few pegs um, via a bullet to the brain. Um, <laughs> and you do that by taking over lots of different bases, um, neutralizing the army's resources so you can then afford to attack the main city at the end. Because if you attack the main city at the beginning, then all the forces will just come and surround you, you die. Um, so you have to take over lots of things, do lots of missions for people, and then you eventually head towards the uh, the city at the top of the map and, uh, yeah, try and take it over. And I'm not going to say what exactly happens, um, but shit goes down, son, and um, the game then ends. And it was a good game. It was good. It was Ooh. satisfying. Uh, after the game had finished and I was satisfied, you can go back into it and do all the little things you've not done yet. Plus, you can do all these extra missions with Danny Trejo, um, which sound really cool. I've not done them yet either. Uh, but yeah, it's Far Cry through and through. Like, really through yeah. and through. So basically, if you play this game, you'll spend the first two or three hours disappointed and underwhelmed and then it will get better and better and better and then you'll be you know it's like slipping into that old suit um you'd be comfortable you know exactly how weapons react um you'll know the arc of the the bow and arrows and and everything and then you'll just have a, a good time did you um find any of the backpacks got better or more useful uh no no i the one no. thing i didn't use really i think the best backpack was the one you get at the beginning where you shoot a shitload of rockets at stuff yeah. um the rest were just a bit kind of uh, not really doing anything yeah last um, time you hadn't found the uh the little air vehicle with like it's almost like a drone or the car with the um parachute the parasender um but that that little helicopter job that thing's awesome i love that vehicle yeah, I've got I've got that. Uh, yeah. That's that's really cool. Very handy for getting around. You can fly quite low and underneath the radar. Yeah, you... and through the tunnels. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not thinking through a tunnel. But yeah, very oh. useful um, thing. Although, if you try and fly into the city, you just get shot down regardless. Yeah, with no warning. Um, but uh, yeah, very cool. Some of the the aircraft and the vehicles you have are really imaginative and really cool and really useful. Um, but yeah, the backpack things were just a bit of a waste of time, really. Mm. Uh, I think I used one of them for taking over a couple of tanks because it sends out an EMP and it stops the tank. Yep. You can jump in and hijack it. That was quite useful, but other than that, I just forgot it was there. I just used my guns. Um, do you know the guy from Breaking Bad that's like all over the artwork and everything for this game? He's is he in the game that much? Uh, yes, he's he's in the game as much as um, um, what's his name? Ping Ming pa Pagan Min. Hey, Pagan Min, Pagan Min from Four, or, um, or the other guy from Three. Um, 
yeah, he just he pops up. There's like there's a a few um like videos, film bit. I've got what the bloody things are called now. Uh, short scenes, whatever they I are. I like cutscenes. Cutscenes. Like <laughs> That's the word <laughs> left my brain. Uh, cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, with him in it and uh, the, the relationship between him and his son develops over the. Mm. the the game and it's it's good it's a good um he's he's a good well-rounded character i think and he's mm. he's got depth um as has his son um and yeah it was it was good it was satisfying i was happy with it yeah it it didn't blow me away it didn't um exceed expectations but it uh, it met them yeah that's good. It's a good seven seven point five to eight out of ten. I'd say eight out of ten. Yeah, go eight out of ten. Yeah. So that's yeah, I can see that. is Far Cry Six. It is a very good game. Uh, John. Um. Yeah, I've played a lot because I've had a lot of time. Um. But uh, I'm only going to talk about a few. Um. Just yesterday. Or was it the day before? Yesterday or the day before, I completed uh, Resident Evil 4, which um, for me was kind of a big deal. Like, I've never felt so proud at completing a game before, like I have with this one, um, because I don't really like hard games. I don't like Dark Souls, anything that's really that difficult. Um, I'll come on to the reasons why a little bit later in why we play video games. But um, yeah, I don't really like to play games that are that hard. And I've tried Resident Evil 4. I think the first time I played this game, I was like 12, maybe. Um, 12, 13. And mm, over the years, many, many, many times since, I've sort of dipped in and tried to play it and only ever really got past the first bit. But this time I was like, no. I'm 33 years old now. It's time to put my big boy pants on and to get this done, get it completed, see what happens. And because coming off the back of um, finishing another Assassin's Creed, I just wanted a game that I knew wouldn't take me hundreds of hours, wasn't open world. And I started looking around and there was Halo Infinite. Well, that's going to take me ages because of the open world. Then there was Mass Effect, but then I'd end up trying. I'd end. I know if I start playing the first one, I want to play all of them. So mm. then that's another load of hours. So I saw. I heard on the Seal podcast the mention. Um, I think Pilch was playing Resi Five, and I thought, well, I'll go on um, the Xbox Store, and they had the Resi Triple Pack for like. Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 for 12 quid, I think. Well, I had 10 quid worth of reward points, so it ended up costing me like £2. Um, and yeah, I went through Resi 4, really, really enjoyed it. Like, this is, I think I found it so difficult before because this game is so tactical in terms of you can't really. Well, you can run and gun, but you won't get very far. Like, you really had to conserve your ammo. There's only a normal difficulty, and then it, you unlock a professional one at the end. So there, there is no, like, easy mode. And um, I remembered, for some reason, there was, like, um, somewhere in the back of my mind, I remembered about this um, di- sort of or director thing. I-, I was reading about what it was called the other day. Um, that games have that some games have where 
I'll try my best to explain it, where um, if you're playing really, really well, the game will start to make things a little more difficult for mm. you. So if in Resi, I had like, at one point, I had loads of ammo and loads of, I think I had like five health sprays, which is so many for Resident Evil for four. Um, and then I wasn't finding anything in the environment. I was finding hardly any ammo. I was finding hardly any um, health or anything like that. So the game was like adapting to me playing well. And then at other times when I was just about hanging on, where I was literally down to literally my last bullet, which happened like six, seven, eight times throughout the game, um, I would find a little bit more dotted about. And each time you... Um, I read online that it was a really bad idea when playing a game like this to reload your save because it won't make things slightly easier for you if you keep reloading yeah. because it will just take it from that state so each if i died at a certain area of the game um and there were some areas of the game where i died like six seven eight times um it did get ever so slightly easier or i would find slightly um better things but no i loved it i mean the the dialogue and the the voice acting was okay, but the actual dialogue on what they say was just so cheesy. Like, it was, some of it was just so, so cringy. Um, and you sort of, after playing it for, I think it took me about 20 hours, um, after playing it for about the first 10, you can sort of tell what the main character's going to say, how he's going to respond to talking to the, the bad guys. And yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, parts of it was super hard, but um, yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. And I found a new feature on the Xbox when I was playing it. Well, it's new to me anyway. Um, I went across to the achievements tab when playing on Xbox, and I noticed there was a little um, button for that said stats. And when I clicked on that, it showed me on my friends list who had played the game for the longest, who had killed the most enemies who had accrued the most money and then i've become obsessed with that now to the point where every game i'm playing on xbox now i'm looking like right i put fifa on earlier and i was like right who's played more fifa than me (laughs) (laughs) funny enough someone actually has um and uh yeah um the person on my friends list was fraser from seal who had um put more time into resi 4 and got more kills and stuff like that but yeah I've, i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did and i thought it was it was excellent as long as you can ignore the really poor dialogue but then um, i read an article about the guy that because resident evil 4 was going to be remastered soon and i read an article about the guy who wrote the story for it and i'm pretty sure it was on kotaku and he said that originally he's happy it's being remastered because the first time around for the story, he was only given half a day to write the entire story for the game. So, <laughs> but, um, I've got an excerpt here for, that I actually had in a, a quiz from Resident Evil 4, an uh, example of the dialogue. It was right before I was to take on my duties of protecting the president's daughter when she was abducted. That's the ultimate reason I'm in this lonely and rural part of Europe. According to our intelligence, there's reliable information about a sighting of a girl that looks very similar to the president's daughter. Apparently, she's being withheld by some unidentified group of people. Who would have thought that my first job would have been a rescue mission? 
Uh, it's quite soporific, isn't it? <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> so cold all of a sudden. Ah, must be my imagination. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. Just up ahead is the village. I'll go and have a look around. We'll stay and watch that car. Don't want to get any parking tickets. Right. Parking tickets. Good luck. <laughs> Jeez. Who are these guys? Did you say something? I didn't realize it went on for that long. Sorry. No, no, it's like that all the way through. It is, it is just bad <laughs> quips. All it's the way like through, a but... really shit version of the beginning of uh, Dracula, <laughs> getting in the coach and getting in. But no, no, they're not going to stay around because parking tickets. It's a vampire in Dracula, but parking parking tickets in this. <laughs> I just love the was... way he says "president's daughter." It's very nineties. It... And there was way too much exposition in that as well. Like he had to explain who he was, what he was doing, why he was there, <laughs> where he was going next. <laughs> they could just say, we've spotted the president's daughter. He had to say, we've spotted so we're looking for the president's daughter and we've spotted someone who looks a lot like the president's daughter. <laughs> Might have been um, kidnapped. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is, it is just silly fun. And... Um, that was a big part of the game. It was just fun. I was tense playing it, though, at times. Really tense, because you have to learn how to kill different enemy types. You have to become a master at, like, conserving ammo. Um, and there are there is so much that happens in this game that it never tells you. You just have to figure it out for yourself. Like, I, I got about... 15 hours in before I realized that if you shoot an enemy's knee, he sort of drops down onto one knee and then you can suplex him into the ground. And um, it comes up a prompt at the bottom of the screen that says suplex. And he literally grabs him, <laughs> throws him over his shoulder and the zombies like, head explodes and it doesn't tell you that anywhere else which obviously saves you a shit load of ammo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really just yeah like a fun game and I'm, I'm really pleased that i played it and um, i'm going to do resi 5 next and uh, i'm pretty sure from what i remember that that has a co-op mode as well so i might even play it in co-op did you ever play uh resident evil 4 on the wii where you could use the wii remote to aim <laughs> that was no really good it made it so much better i finished it really? I finished it on the cube originally and then i bought it on the wii and it was a much better game um, it was, yeah, it was just more fluid and that. It wasn't quite. It didn't feel as chunky. Because recently, I think it was last year, I, I downloaded it on the Xbox to play it. Because um, I was so impressed with the game and I just wanted to get back into it, give it another go. I lasted about ten minutes and I thought, nope, mm. this is shit. <laughs> I know it's not yeah. shit, but it's just it's so clunky when you're used to like free flowing first person shooters or whatever. And then you come to this and you're moving like sort of like a tank and you, you can't shoot and move at the same time. It's 
frustrating, but I will yeah. give it another go. Once I get some kind of VR, uh, I'm going to give it a go on VR because Stu's yeah. been raving about it. Yeah, I can see how it would work really well on the Wii or in VR. I can see how it would work really well. But yeah, it did take a few hours, I'm not going to lie, to get my head around the controls because immediately, as soon as it started, I tried to shoot and move backwards like you would when loads of things are walking towards you. Um, But I had to just get really used to using that quick turn where it would just spin the camera around, spin the character around for you, move backwards, turn back around, try and do it again. But um, I see why they've done that, because there were really tense moments where it gets you to fight either a lot of enemies or some really powerful enemies or enormous enemies in really small areas. And the fact that the controls are shit sometimes adds to the tension because you can't get away quick enough. (laughs) Um, But no, it, it was, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I know that I enjoyed it a lot because, um, I got. I was thinking about it when I wasn't playing it, and I wasn't thinking, "Oh my god, I wonder what happens in the story next." Because by the end, I couldn't give a shit what was happening in the story. The story, in a nutshell, was that the president's daughter went missing. There was some creepy midget dude who I had to fight for ages, who kept saying really like had a really squeaky voice, and he was part of some family or some shit. I don't know. And then I fought him, and he turned into a monster or some bollocks. I don't know. And then. Um, I had to fight some other creepy dude who the only thing uh, worse than his face was his banter because he was he was talking absolute <laughs> shite. <laughs> he kept he, he does that thing that Metal Gear does with the codec where you've got like the conversations between the characters. Except in Metal Gear, it's it's good and there's a point to it. Uh, in Resident <laughs> Evil, they just like like call you up just to basically narrate what's happened. Um, which you fucking know what's happened because you did it you were there you've just seen it so like i'd kill one of the other enemies one of the other henchmen and then he'd call up and say oh so i see you've killed my right hand man and it's like yeah we fucking know this like i was there this just happened you're just telling me exactly what i've just done um but yeah load of fun can't wait to play number five and uh for for, for two quid for three games i, I can't i can't moan at that no, two not quid at all. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 it is a classic game just you got to get over those stupid controls uh, back to Dan uh, yeah um, Dark Souls I put my big, big boy pants on and decided to play a, a hard game haven't finished it yet uh, it's quite hard isn't it um, I, I've done a lot better than I did before uh, because uh, I, I was really shit at it and I didn't give it enough time to, to actually learn how to play it. I'm still really shit at it, but I've got way further than I have done before. I, I, yeah, I didn't get past the first big bastard that you've got to kill. Um, I'm, I'm about... I, if you're watching someone that can actually play the game, I'm probably about 10 minutes further than that, but it took me two days. So it's going to be a long time. I, I hope to finish it this year. That would be nice. Um, mainly because I want to get better at playing that so that I can finally finish Sekiro Shadows Die twice because I think Dark Souls will help help bring out the skills that I need for for that. And then by the time I finish that, uh, Elden Ring will probably be on sale and, and I can play that <laughs> mm. and, and walk through it. So, so I'm probably playing them backwards. I probably should probably start with Elden Ring because apparently it's not as hard. So is Dark Souls very similar to... Um... Star Wars Jedi, whatever it's called. 
The Fallen Jedi? No, it's harder. It um, but is, is it the same um, kind over. of game, though? Same, <laughs> similar... Star Wars Fallen Over. Fallen Over. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, sort of. Only I found that a lot easier. Um, there's, yeah, parrying, dodging, hitting with a sword rather than a lightsaber. Um, yeah, there's no jump button, though. Well, there kind of is. There's a jump attack. Um, and there are some ledges that I'm tempted to see if I, because there's a shiny on the other side of the ledge. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, I'm just going to fuck that up. Sorry, I don't want to lose my souls. And that. Fuck that. Got to go over here. And then some other fucker kills me. But yeah, I was watching um, a SEAL podcast uh, recording live. And uh, yeah, they were talking about it. And. I already I had Dark Souls originally on on Steam, and um, yeah, that's a pain in the ass to get working on modern hardware. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. So I bought uh, the remastered version for like twelve quid, I think it was. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I've barely scratched the surface, but I'm actually enjoying my time with it and not getting frustrated. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows what it's like, pretty much. It's a double-out bastard game. Apparently so. And I'd like to play it just to see how hard it actually is. Because what I'm put off by is people saying, oh, it's hard, it's hard. I don't like hard games particularly. But... I think um, the beginning is quite punishing because virtually anyone will kill you. Um, if you just cock up, but but as you progress and you get stronger, then then the 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 general people that you encounter become a lot easier to like just the mobs, not the bosses. They they all become a lot easier, and because you're getting better at the game, hopefully as you're going through it, the the bosses start getting easier. You start identifying like their their attack patterns and stuff, and it, it yeah. At least that's what I'm hoping, but. You know, like I could easily be wrong, <laughs> but yeah, it it it's there's there's something about it. You know, it it's hard, but it's it's fair. Every time you die, it's because it, it's not some cheap shot that the game did. It's it's because yeah, you swung when you should have rolled, and and that's why you're dead. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, Dark Souls. Um, I have... Uh, well, I've been, I've been listening to the veteran gamers. I've been listening to the past few weeks of Chinny playing Mass Effect Andromeda and getting a little mm. upset of what he was saying, I'll be honest. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a game I hold in very high regard. And every time he comes on, he's like... It's, you know, after doing this, I was doing that. I was like, say nicer things! It's a great game! Um, so I'm going to go through some of the points that he mentioned on the last show. Uh, okay. Just to see how right he actually no, is. No spoilers, though, because I haven't played this one yet, and it's on my list. It's a great game. Definitely play it. I'm, I'm going to play it. I played it. I've tried it once and I got distracted by other things, but it is 100% on my list to play. Uh, no spoilers. Um, okay. So the first uh, thing that 
Gina mentioned is not very good. Uh, facial animations. Yeah, he's right about that. <laughs> They're a bit shit. <laughs> Can't argue with that. But wear a helmet for your conversations. Problem solved. Because <laughs> the first time, um, well, well, not first time, but when I was listening to Chini talk about it, he was saying the facial animations were all shit and dodgy and whatever. And I, I remember playing it and thinking, I don't remember them being that bad. But then I also remembered just keeping a helmet on all the time because it sounds cool because your voice comes through in a kind of a, a you know a, like a kind of way. And it just sounded more and sci-fi. You'd have, it. you'd have been playing it before the update that fixed the facial animations. No, no, apparently not. No, um, I no? didn't. No, it was actually yeah, it was after. I think I, I played it several months uh. after the release. Um, I, I didn't get any glitches or anything. But yeah, playing it now and having lis- listened to Chini mention about the facial animations, yeah, they are they are a bit, you know, but they're not bad enough to stop you playing the game or anything like that. And the voice acting is good. It's just yeah, it's the just facial faces. Yeah, the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the faces don't quite match the quality of the voices, but uh, still. But um, story wise, he was he was sort of going on as going on about how Mass Effect feels more epic, even though it's a shorter game and it's done over a, a a smaller sort of scope, but feels grander than Andromeda, which is a huge game and has huge levels and things. Um, yes. Yes and no. I kind of agree and not agree. I think the worlds generally on Andromeda are more interesting to explore and there's a lot of cool stuff happening and a lot of things you can look at whilst in like mass effect um it was it seemed a bit basic explorative wise you know you knew pretty much where you were going and what you needed to do it was quite a linear game the first mass effect despite being this grand space opera yeah i mean at least you could land on some planets and go and find a thresher more, which is more than you could that's do in true. the second one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that is true. I did um, I did like actually landing, even if it was just some barren, featureless planet where all you found was a bit of nickel or whatever. Yeah. It was some still, bodies. Yeah, some random, yeah, some random bodies, an escape pod or something. Um, and the weird cows. The weird cows? Yeah, there's, a, there's some planets with some weird cows. Um, I'll see if I can find a picture of it and link it to you. Um, Plus the Mako is really cool as well. Mako is really cool, but the Mako is even better in Andromeda. I, I love driving the ah. thing. When you upgrade it, you can upgrade the boost, you can upgrade the jump, you can upgrade um, like the colours if you want. You've got loads of different types of colours which make it look really cool. Uh, the handling, everything gets upgraded when, when you... Um, upgrade it later on in the game but even its base model is good when you like you're driving up a steep hill for example you go you, you just change into fourth gear yeah sorry four-wheel drive um yeah. and then you can actually get nice. up it so you slow down but you get more grip and you can head up a, yeah. a big steep incline and then once you're up there um you just turn it off and you get your speed back and i thought that was really cool and the way it mines as well it detects um, stuff around and you've got to drive it around to to find that peak um part of uh, of where the the material is 
So you you can deploy it wherever you want, but you might not get as much. But if you explore around, you'll see the meter go up and it'll like peak and it'll be like and you get a shitload of resources if you mine at the right place. I thought that was quite cool. Uh, but the combat is so much better than um, the Mass Effect trilogy. And I love the Mass Effect trilogy combat. It's brilliant. But the jump, the jetpack jump. Yeah. Fantastic addition. Brilliant. It adds uh, a verticality to every part of the map. You know, you, again, in the, in the Mass Effect series, you were pretty much reduced to ground level all the time. You couldn't really climb anything or do anything. You, you could hide behind stuff, uh, behind, hide behind yeah. cover and then shoot. Um, but with this, you can jump onto rocks, you can jump on top of buildings, you know. Um, yeah, it was very, 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 very cool. So I've played... I think I'm about 18 hours of Andromeda, um, which is, is barely scratched the surface. It's it's it's, it's a big game. It is a big game. It's going to take probably 80 hours to do. Uh, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It's still as great as I remember it being. Um, yes, it has its issues, which uh, Chini has pointed out. Um, but I will point out that Chini did end up enjoying the game. Uh, he yeah. had his moments of, oh, it's, oh this, oh, whatever. But by the end, he was like, hey, it turned out to be a good game. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I stand by it. I think it's a fantastic game. Um, it looks absolutely amazing on my PC. Uh, it's boosted up to, like, to max, shiny, 2K, Every, everything's just it's never yeah. better and the frame rate's really high and, oh it's gorgeous uh, it's a great game it's a really really great game and people who've not played it should not be put off by it is it better than the original trilogy? no not at all uh, the story the main the, the storyline that goes through Mass Effect on the whole uh, the, the Mass Effect trilogy is a, is a it's a better experience it's a better, well-told, emotional roller coaster, um, and in this, it's it's similar, but obviously you've not had that time for these new characters to bed in. If there was a sequel yeah. to this game, then you would get that that what you got in in Mass Effect Two and Three, the yeah. emotional connection. So that lacks slightly, but you, I think you you do get it after like eighty hours of gameplay when you reach the finale and it's a fucking good finale. It's a great ending to a game. I won't say what it is, obviously, because that would be stupid. But it's really, really good. Depending on what successes you've had in the game, mm. um, yeah, it's real. It, it's sort of you feel really pumped. You know, you're like, oh yeah, come on, let's fucking do this. You know, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's a really good um, thing. But yeah, I'm gonna carry on playing it again. It's my third playthrough. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, massive Andromeda. Great game. Uh, John. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I played Halo Infinite and a little bit of the campaign. Um. Going to put the campaign on pause for now while I um play and try and work my way through uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey instead. Um, I don't mind playing multiple games at the same time, but there's something about uh, really, really long 
uh, open world games where I can I can only concentrate on one at a time. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be that one for now. Um, I played Halo Infinite though uh, because last Wednesday I was off work with COVID. Surprise, surprise, and. Um, the overseas connection lads are every Wednesday night. They uh, have a uh, session on Halo multiplayer, where we played a game mode called something like Fiesta, something or another, Ford Fiesta Transit something. <laughs> I don't know, what whatever it's called, Fiesta something or another. And um, yeah, it's really simple. It's like four v four, and um, each time you spawn, you spawn the two weapons that you spawn with are completely random. The power up, whether it's the grapple shot or the shield or the whatever it is, is random as well. Um, you can still pick up weapons and stuff like that, but you can spawn with like one of those hammers or an energy sword or a rocket launcher or just a, a standard pistol and, a, and the assault rifle. And uh, yeah, we had we had a blast. We had so much fun. It was such a laugh, and like we had a really good time. And there was myself, uh, Bongo popped in for a little bit, and then popped back out. Uh, there was uh, Peachin, um, Greg, and um, yeah, there, there was uh, who else was there? I feel really bad now. Should have wrote it down. Um, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a lot of fun. It was really good. And that Fiesta mode is just excellent. Like, it doesn't matter about... Um, yeah, it doesn't matter about XP or any of that crap. It doesn't. It's not like card and you've got to worry about, like, which attachments go on your guns and all that sort of shit. It was just... It reminded me of going to house parties when I was, like, 15, 16. And we'd all just have a load of drinks, sit around at the beginning of the party and just play some Halo together. And it, it, it felt exactly the same as that, just playing it online with some friends and just having a blast. I mean, we got our asses kicked <laughs> quite a few times. Um, and, and I managed to do okay. I finished some of them positive KD, some of them the same. Uh, so, like, if I got nine kills, I also died nine times as well. Uh, one or two of them... Um, I fell behind on, uh, but but most of the time I, I think think I did all right. Um, I had some major issues when I first jumped in though, because I haven't played um, I haven't played a party game uh, in a party. Sorry, um, for um, since I've had this Xbox, and I this was the first time I did it, and uh, yeah, I couldn't I could hear like Greg talking and I could hear people in the party talking but I couldn't actually hear Halo I couldn't hear the game I couldn't so I had no idea if like um someone had thrown a grenade behind me and the way you find out if someone um is behind you in Halo is usually when they shoot you or try and throw a grenade at you <laughs> that's how you find out that's how you know they're there um and yeah I had no game sound and then I managed to get my game sound back and then I couldn't hear anyone in the party I eventually fixed it um, got it sorted uh, I think for a while I was just AFK just standing there being an easy target for the other other team for the first sort of round we played but then when I got it all sorted it, it was just it was glorious I'm going to try and get on um, next Wednesday as well because it started at about 9 and usually it finishes at 10 but we just kept going through this whole like 
uh, it, it approached 10 o'clock and we were like, oh, let's just play another one. Just one more game. Just one more. Just one more. Look, we played this one map um, where it was a sort of outdoors map. It wasn't enormous. There were these like grav- gravity lift things. But there was also this, um, there was also different vehicles on it and it became a race to try and get to the flying vehicle that was on there. Um, and this flying vehicle just completely decimated all of us. Um, I tried to jump into uh, the gun turret that was on a jeep and blast it out of the sky, <laughs> which <laughs> didn't work. Um, but no, it was it's it was just so much fun. Like the more we played, the more rounds we played, the more we gelled together as a team. And for the game mode itself, sticking together was not only a lot of fun, but it it made the game easier in terms of like once we were stuck together as a group because we all had completely different weapons the majority of the time if one person had the hammer and another person like had there was one point where greg had a hammer and i had a sniper rifle so i could hit anyone from distance and he could hit anyone up close as long as we stuck together and it just it just worked really well so um i I absolutely love halo's multiplayer this time around and i'm can see this being a game that I put much, much more time into in terms of the multiplayer. So, um, yeah, if anyone ever sees me on that's listening and wants to see that I'm playing online, just jump in and we'll play. I need to play this game. Yeah, yeah I, I need to as well. The only thing I've like, played multiplayer for ages has been Forza Horizon 5. And before that, it was when we tried to play um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really suck at multiplayer, but but that sounds like a. Bl- I'm actually, I, I think I'm going to give it a go on Wednesday, assuming I don't have a massive ride to do. It's fun. It, it it is fun. I mean, like that's all it boils down to. No one was. We were taking it serious, but not so serious that it wasn't fun. We weren't just yeah. in there, like all just sprinting around in different directions, you know, just chucking grenades everywhere randomly. We, we were still trying to apply some tactics and we were calling out where the enemies were and we were working together really well. But at the same time, we it was it was just fun. And I came off it and just felt, yeah, really, really happy, to be honest. Um, so I... Yeah, it's been years since I've played a multiplayer game where it's just been about the fun because I've played Call of Duty for years and years and that's all just about how many attachments can you get, how many different kill streaks can you get, how much different shit can you get. Um, and yeah, it was nice to just play something where it was just blasting the shit out of other <laughs> people and hitting them with hammers and swords. And it was, yeah, like I say, it was just fun. It was yeah. just a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that. I'm gonna get that downloaded as soon as I've finished um, Mass Effect because it's gonna be a big. It's a big download, isn't it? About ninety, something like that. I think yeah, it was a massive download. Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly how much, but yeah, it was it was enormous. Cool, Halo Infinite. Uh, back to Dan. Uh, yeah, I've played a lot of games. Uh, recently um but then i'm not really going to talk about them because it's what i played them on that's actually more interesting um a while ago i got um into watching a youtube channel called uh, retro game core and uh yeah i've always been aware of you know handheld retro gaming devices and and uh that's when i saw the anbenic 
device that I ended up getting that looks like wood. Uh, it looks like a big Game Boy, basically. Um, and a few months ago, he put a video up uh, about um, modding your PS Vita so that you can basically use it as a retro handheld device. Um, so yeah, I, I did that. I had to spend a massive, oh, hang on, how much was it? Uh, five pounds, I think, um, to get an adapter uh, to so that I could um, use an SD card instead of that dumbass Sony-owned brand memory Ugh. stick bollocks. That Pain in the ass, they, remember them. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, it's gone up. Uh, it's six ninety nine for the adapter um, and an SD card. I need to pop that in there as well, obviously. And then a few hours later, I had a PS Vita with 120 gigs worth of storage on it. And um, I've been filling it up with all kinds of games. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Secret of Monkey Island on there because uh, it'll run Scum VM and DOSBox. So there's loads of old PC games you can play on it. It, of course, plays all the PS Vita library and PS1 library. And it'll do some of N64 as well, but hmm. not great. But anything up to kind of like PS1, yeah, you, you can pretty much play anything on that. And uh, part of the process uh, insists downloading a couple of different bits of software and obviously kind of jailbreaking your Vita, and putting a new firmware on it. And that's all relatively relatively pain, painless. And then one of the things he gets you to download, he says, well, I won't tell you about that. You'll have to Google it. And um, I didn't Google it. I just opened it up because I wanted to see what it was. And yeah, it's, it's basically got every single um, PS Vita game and most of the PS1 games and uh, PSP games all just there. And you can take your pick and download whichever one you want. Wow. So I've put on uh, Persona 4 Golden. Nice. Um, Final Fantasy HD 10, HD 10 2, uh, 9, 8. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, God, I've forgotten his name. Um, Nathan Drake game. Uncharted. Uh, Golden. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was yeah. a good one, that was. Really so good. I've got that. Um, Ridge Racer, Wipeout. And yeah, just having a great time with it. And the screen on the... Uh, I've got the, the, the first version, the, the PS1000. And that OLED screen on it is just so nice, man. It really is. The colors pop so much. And watching, like, playing um, uh, Monkey Island on that is, is fantastic because I've, I've got the version of it on Steam. Uh, with like the CD audio and the better mix of the music, and it it took uh, a couple of clicks to get that into a view way that I could just put it onto onto that and play it. And yes, I've got the best versions of of one of my favourite games ever that I can play whenever I want, which is freaking awesome. That I'm is a loving great it. game. What a yeah. Game. So yeah, I've also got Dev the Tentacle on there and a few other classics that i've been playing and and uh, the loads of games i missed like um the, the, they were never really on my radar because i wasn't really into gaming and i was kind of too old for the games at the time so i've been like playing around with um some of the harry potter games just to see what they were like and actually some of them aren't that bad 
Um, I've been playing the Game Boy Advance one, and uh, and Golden Sunshine on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's such a great JRPG. I really need to get past the bit I'm stuck at. But yeah, it's been a lot of good fun. If you want to know anything about retro um, retro stuff, uh, PC Game Court on YouTube, he's got a great channel. And then Elliot Cole, he does a load of uh, Game Boy upgrades and screen replacements and things. Uh, so he's worth checking out as well. He's the Retro Future. That's his channel. So yeah, check those out. And um, and then, yeah, there's a massive rabbit warren. It's not just a hole. It's a huge sprawling warren of all the different things you can play and buy. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a battery mod. And my PSP was, PSV was uh, secondhand. I got it off eBay. There's a bit scuffed up. So I'm going to replace the case and get it all looking nice and new new screen in it so yeah i'm thoroughly enjoying tinkering with my old stuff and it's like yeah okay it's piracy uh, for some of those games uh, but let's face it anyone that i would buy that off sony wouldn't be seeing a single penny of that anyway it would just be some <laughs> guy on ebay that keeps buying games that i can't afford <laughs> true yeah you do know there's so, a steam deck coming out soon yeah i do yeah yeah, I um, I, I still says end of uh, after quarter two of this year, so I'm hoping I don't have to put any money down this month. Uh, but there are some people that are going to be in, invited to pay for their Steam Deck on the 27th of this month, I think. So if you're early in the queue, make sure you got 500 quid. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh I hope I'm not early in the queue. I think you ordered after I did. I did, so yeah. So you should be all right. It does say quarter uh, two. It says the same as you, but it must be. Yeah. It was a good couple of months after you, so yeah. I'm probably going to wait September or something. And the oh, one no we way. chose is getting made after the other ones. All right. Like they're doing the cheaper ones first because I guess they're expecting to shift more of them. Perhaps they're still etching the glass. <laughs> but yeah uh, PS Vita mod um, you just need an SD adapter for like 7 quid and an SD card micro SD card and uh, and a couple of hours maybe a bit more than a couple of hours I did spend a lot of time getting everything working and up and running it's quite quite a laborious process but it's it's worth it in the end it really is and you can still go on um, the Playstation store and download the shit you've already bought it's still recognizes it as a PS Vita that's not had anything done to it. I'm doing this then. I'm, I'm going to do that. Because <laughs> that, that, that was one of the things when uh, when I was talking to you about it the other day, yeah. that was something that I was thinking about. Like, I've I've bought Final Fantasy X, HD yeah. one. I've got a save going on that. Um, I've got my own Persona 4 Golden on there. I've got um, probably about 30... 30 maybe 40 games um downloaded to it and i was wondering if i do that if i can still access the games that i already own on there yeah um, i think it, i think you'll need to um i don't know how cast iron backing up your saves is going to be that's the only problem i can see that you might not get your saved games back but you'll have the games yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I can still log in and download like the Final Fantasies I downloaded with the ones I'd already bought. 
Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I, and I tried playing a multiplayer game, but of course the servers for Ridge Racer uh, aren't are non-existent. <laughs> so, um, but it tried to connect, and I didn't get anything saying that I was being naughty. So, yeah, I'll get a message fun. saying you're twenty years too late. Yeah. <laughs> It always amazes me though when you play like um, whenever I play an, a really old game and just out of curiosity sometimes I'll go on the multiplayer just to see if there are people playing. Like last week I played Last Planet 2 and purely out of curiosity I was like I'm going <laughs> to give the campaign a go and see if anybody else is playing. And do you know what? There were about 40 people playing that game, hosting games on there. Um, and it always just amazes me that, like, even really old games, there's still there's still some out there that, that people are still still playing after all these years. Good, so they should. So they should. There's there's still load of load of like really old games I'm itching to play again, like Metal Gear Solid. I'm dying to play that again, but I I, <clears throat> I, I, I fear it will um, go down the same path as as Resident Evil Four. Where I'll be playing it and thinking this is just unplayable now. That's why I want this uh, remake to to happen. This, this reimagining, if if it ever does, which I it probably won't. Downloaded the um, the remastered trilogy the other night on my on my Vita. Yeah, I had that on my Vita when I had the Vita. <laughs> it's great. Fucking love that trilogy. Brilliant. But yeah, the first one, which is harder to get, uh, and you can't get Twin Snakes anymore either, can you? That's really no. rare. Well, I probably can just digitally from this amazing app on my. <laughs> hmm, I'll have to have a look. Yeah, go go for Twin Snakes. See if you can get that. Uh, I will uh, after we finish this because it's upstairs in bed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. by my bed, keeping it warm for me. <laughs> cool. So the uh, PS Vita um, hybrid thing. Yeah. <laughs> Really good. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I love, you know, nerding out and tinkering with stuff anyway, so it, that was great fun in itself. Awesome. I've um, been playing Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. and I've put about probably four or five hours into it at this point. Uh, I was walking around the city. Uh, everything looks fine. It looks pretty good. Um, but I'm thinking... I'd rather play something else. It doesn't quite feel mm. real, does it? It doesn't feel like there's actual life in the city. It's just... I don't know I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Because it looks mm. fine. It, it doesn't play badly. Um, the mechanics are fairly good. Um, there's a lot of cloning happening around. When you walk down the street, yeah. there's like four, literally four of the same person walking <laughs> next to each other. That's quite funny. And the children disappear when you drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really do so you can't run them over so oh, there's right. no screenshots of someone running a kid over in cyberpunk Fucking because bullshit. they just appear when you drive yeah that's like in um Sue tycoon i tried to run people over i only played it to get the reward points but i tried to run people over and they move out of the way they did Ridiculous. that in driver as well the yeah driver spent ages trying to run people over and it's just so close. I remember they'd always make it, they'd always make the same sound effect as well, wouldn't they? Like, what the whoa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
um, but yeah, so it's um, I can't put my finger on it. I just don't want to play it. Yeah. I go yeah. on there and I'm like, okay, like there's a an icon on the on the map. I'm gonna go towards there. But I, I just, you know, on, on like an ex- exploration game, you'll you'll wander around and you'll see where you have to go, but you'll end up. Yeah, it'll probably take you two hours to get there because you'll go one day. Oh, shiny! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go over here, and you'll do that, and you'll do this, and whatever. And I just didn't care about anything. Yeah, I felt um, the same when I played it. I played five hours. Um, didn't care about the characters. Didn't really care about the world. Shot some people. For it, it's okay. I can see that it's a good game, but mm. I just yeah, I, I ended up deleting it and playing something else. Yeah, it's just it's not gripping me at all. So. I went straight onto Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I thought, right, I'm going to play something I know I like. I need to cleanse my palate a bit. And um, yeah, as soon as I start playing it, I'm like happy and smiling and I'm loving life yeah. again and everything's great and it's it's just as I remember. And it's, it's, it, it's um, a cyberpunk is missing that. It's missing a reason to go back to it. it and I don't know what, I can't put my finger on it because um, essentially it's a good game. There's nothing really bad about it's it. Like the, it's like the beginning of Far Cry. Uh, yes. The latest one. Yes. Uh, except it doesn't get better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. it does, but you kind of, you, you still, like, the first few hours I found in, in Far Cry, I was, I was just kind of, meh, it's all right. And yeah, Cyberpunk takes a while to get past that. And, and then it's over. Um, you you get this bit where it's really good you know like, actually i'm really enjoying this now this has got really good and then you realize that actually it seems like some of the storylines are getting tied up here maybe i should just go and do some other stuff and 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 stop doing the story for a bit i will go back to um, it because i paid for it yeah um i've not i don't tend to pay for games very often and i paid um what did i pay I think it was it was twenty yeah it was twenty five quid yeah, on 20. um on Epic and I got the ten pound off yeah. off voucher so yeah fifteen nice. quid so I'm obliged yeah. to give it more time uh, and I will that's I remember that was last show and then you you reminded me I'd had a voucher that I hadn't used and yes, then I that's went true. and bought Life is Strange ah that's what you used it on so we've both had terrible uh, experiences with our vouchers from Epic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used the Epic Voucher as well. I haven't played the game there yet. I bought Cartel Tycoon. I don't know if it's any good. Cartel Tycoon, I've heard of that. But yeah, so with, with, with Cyberpunk, it, it made me feel like Life is Strange made you feel. It just, you know, it's like <laughs> life's not really worth living at this point. Yeah. It's just, just the joy and soul has been sucked out of you like a, like a Dementor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. You just feel so incredibly deflated, and yeah, you just feel uh, like you're wasting your time. And you you look at the clock, and you're like, oh, it's only half ten. Oh fuck it, I'm going to bed. Yeah, when when you go to bed <laughs> rather than play a game, yeah. you know you're not onto a winner there. Yeah, yeah, there's something wrong if you're doing that. Because I can be up till four or five in the morning. Likewise, on a you know on a game that grips you doesn't let you go and here's the time i've seen you at 3 a.m and i've just been getting off yeah <laughs> like, oh jay's still playing bloody hell. <laughs> yeah 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 uh many many a time um but yeah it's just cyberpunk i'll 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 just mention peggle as well because i don't really have much to say 
Uh, I've literally just discovered it now. It's come to Xbox uh, Game Pass. Uh, so I've, I've downloaded it on the PC. So it's Peggle Knights. So it's the first Peggle. It's, it's the, it the extended of Peggle. The what version? <laughs> the sexy version of Peggle. Because they did um, Holly Hollyoaks Knights, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, it was like a slightly more risky version of Hollyoaks. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen that. <laughs> yeah, they could, like, much. they could like mildly swear and stuff. Yeah. There's oh, a bit well. of fire you can see now and then. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've not seen that. Uh, but this, um, I remember Peggle, I played Peggle 2, I think I played it a couple of times uh, mm. on the Xbox and on the PlayStation because I loved it so much. Such a good game. The music, the, the colours, the vibrancy, everything is brilliant. It pops. With Peggle Knights, because it's an older game, it's, it's the expansion to Peggle 1. Mm. You realise how much they've added to Peggle 2 in the time they, you know, in, in the interim time, um, it just feels a bit too old. It's not as vibrant, and it's the physics aren't as good, um, and it's more frustrating. Mm. It's uh, yeah, because even when things don't go your way, at least you've got the, the whimsy to fall back on and the the brightness and, and whatever. This it just seems a bit like it's. Um, a mobile version, but not like an iPhone, mm. like a a lesser mobile version. And it's been shoehorned onto some shitty little device. Yeah, but, Nokia Windows phone. Yeah, it just I don't know. Played it for I played it for an hour just before the podcast. I was gonna go on Mass Effect and I ended up playing. It's I mean, it's Peggle, it's a good it's a good game. It's just yeah. it just makes you appreciate Peggle too a lot more. That's all. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Only, yeah, just thought I'd mention it. I was just looking at the um, upcoming games on Game Pass, and I'm looking forward to um, uh, Two Point Campus. Yeah. That looks mm. pretty good. Me too. And there's a few things coming up that look quite interesting. Far changing tides as well. The same makers as Two Point Hospital, I'm assuming. Yeah. But you yeah. make a mm-hmm. university. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make a really shit one that teaches everything the wrong, everyone the wrong thing. So they just huh. have horrible lives. That was like the one I went to. <laughs> <laughs> everyone um, that graduates will be a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty much me with Cyberpunk and Peggle Knights. So back to you, John, for your last one. Okay, um, Rainbow Six Vegas 2 is one of my favourite games ever. <clears throat> I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. Rainbow Six Siege, I really like it. I think it's good. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I heard that. about it. What do, what do you think of it, Dan? Uh, I don't know. It feels tedious. Yeah, and slow. Yeah, and then you get to a bit, and then something cocks up. You've got as far as you've ever got in that bit, and then your guy gets taken, and you've got to go back, start off with someone else, and go and rescue that fucker again. Yeah, so that at first I thought that mechanic was really cool. And then yeah. <clears throat> after the fourth time of it happening, it really starts to piss me off. So if your operator dies, 
they get sort of encased in this foam. And it looks then, like the yeah. inside of a crunchy. Yeah, it does. Um, and then you like the other operators can carry you back to the extraction point and then you've got your operator back and they'll be like injured, but you can then play another round with them or jump into another game with that operator. Unless all of you die, then you need to choose a different operator to go back into the mission to then rescue them because they'll be like stuck to part of the environment somewhere. That gets really fucking tedious and old really quickly. Um, that all that, Black shit on the floor as well was really pissing it me off. It down, doesn't it? Like, I spoke to... I know Mark Annix has put in loads of time on this, so I spoke to him about it and said, look, is there... Other than shooting it and hitting it, is there any way to get rid of it? And he said that when you reach a certain level, there are certain things you can get that destroy it quicker with fire and things. And he said that yeah. taking out the nests helps get rid of it. But it just seems to be everywhere. And, like... I've played like a fair amount of this. I've played like 10, 12 hours. The, the enemies are just dumb. They are so stupid. Um, I play Rainbow Six Vegas 2 quite a bit still. Like I've bought it on the Series S. It was like £1.69 or something a few weeks ago. And it still plays beautifully for terrorist hunts. And that's another game that's years old, but people still play it online. And the AI was better in that than it is in this. The AI is shockingly poor. Um, it doesn't seem to matter either whether or not you've got a silencer on your gun. It makes no difference whatsoever. But that's not the reason why I think the AI is so bad. I've walked, in, I've walked into rooms where I've walked right up to the enemy and they've, they've not even noticed me. And I've been in others where they've spotted me like what's felt like it's been for about three walls, four doors, two <laughs> floors above them. Um, so, yeah, I really wanted it to be good. I really, really wanted it to be good. And I've, it's still on my hard drive at the moment. So I am gonna, going to stick with it for now. But it's one of those where I'm looking at my Game Pass and, and looking at all the games. I've, not even just all the games I've got access to, but just the games I've got downloaded. And I'm mm. thinking it's at the bottom of the pile. So it could quite easily be one that I just completely ignore soon um, if it doesn't pick up. I just think it's too slow. It's too slow. It's not interesting enough. There's not enough variation of, of, of enemies. There's a, there's a hell of a lot of walking around at the beginning of the of each round to find something to shoot. And then once you do find it really quickly, it the difficulty just spikes up massively. I don't know. I'm just I'm not enamoured with it, to be honest. It pisses me off that you have to get to certain areas and then you have to press an airlock button. And then your whole team has to get there. But, like, if two out of the three people press the button and the other person's quite far away and doesn't get there in time, that's it. They're just they're dead then, which just seems fucking dumb. So you're telling me that I can't carry on because I can't walk through a door <laughs> is essentially what, what it's saying. Which I so can't I get haven't had that problem because I've just been playing it on my own. Uh, it happened to me when I was playing with randoms. So I got, um, I went to go and do one of the objectives. The, the other two players went and fucked off and, and had to go at doing the other one. They had to take down an elite enemy and I had to plant some trackers in some nests. So I was finishing doing that, just found the last one, 
they killed this enemy and then went straight to the airlock. I'd done the objective. They hit the airlock. I didn't have enough time to get from where I was to the airlock um, and trying to fight the enemies along the way. Um, so you don't get there in time and it just kills you off for not getting to the door, which I just thought was dumb. Like the really oh, common sense thing to do would be to just teleport me to the door or start yeah. me on the other side of the door. I stopped playing when it pissed me off because it was I was I'd finished I was on the end of the second you get like three checkpoints basically two checkpoints and then the end and I I got to the second checkpoint and I was really low on health and running out of ammo I was like that's all right I'll get in there heal up a bit get some ammo open the door there's four fucking enemies in there <laughs> 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 they kill me and I'm like you know what fuck that I'm not playing it yeah, enough. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, like, I just all the fun that I had on Halo, and I'm having a lot of yeah. fun with my games recently. I play when I played Rainbow. I just it felt like they forgot to make the game fun. Like the, it's it's good, but it's not it's not fun. It's slow. It's plodding. It's it doesn't like, seem to have any of the tactical gameplay that's kind of expected with a Rainbow <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's about as tactical as Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and it's got a lot of Left 4 Dead in it. it, it you know, they've got similar enemies. There's there's two enemies that explode. One's red and one's um, greeny yellow. Um, and their models are exactly the same. They're just a different colour to show you that one explodes and the other one explodes and there's a ball of toxic waste. That, And it's like, it's exactly the same fucking model, just different colour. <laughs> It's like, how fucking lazy is that? Why can you come up with something that looks different? It's just, no, copy it, make it red. That'll be all right. No one well, noticed. I played a lot of Rainbow Siege, um, and there was a limited time event in Siege where they experimented with this, where they had aliens and zombie sort of things in an infected mode um and it was the same maps it wasn't quite as fleshed out as this one is like there wasn't like nests and things like that but it was it was fighting these like zombie type creatures like you're fighting this one and this it it doesn't feel like it fits with rainbow there's there's not much you can put up barricades like you can in Rainbow Six. And in Rainbow Six, in Siege, it makes sense. Because in Siege, if you're in a room, someone can just stick a thermite charge on the wall, blast their way through, or grenade it and blast their way through, come into the room, shoot you. There's no point in putting up those metal barriers in this one at all. It's just pointless. It doesn't feel very tactical for a game that's built around tactics. And you say it's more fleshed out than than the trial. Um, we should probably point out more fleshed out. It, it's akin to like a raw chicken bone, yeah. and a chicken wing. Basically, uh, the, the yeah. more fleshed out is the chicken wing. There's that much more flesh on it. <laughs> it's just yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's empty. It is. It is empty, and it feels like DLC. I think. I don't think it feels like a full game. Um, it, it, I tried to tell some story at the beginning with loads of cutscenes, uh, which oh, God, I couldn't yeah. give a shit about, um, to be honest, because it, it, Rainbow has never really been the type of game where I've cared about characters. I just want to shoot things. Fair enough. Spot on. Glad I've got it on the Ubisoft Pass. <laughs> Be pissed if I'd paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> Game Pass rescued me with that one. 
So that's all the games. Uh, does anyone have anything else that uh, do you want to add on at the end? Uh, I played that <clears throat> game that Nessie mentioned in the last show, that lake. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he was right. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's just delivering some... It was delivering package simulator. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. No, Is that not get Cloudpunk? No, Cloudpunk's no, funny. Cloudpunk's way better. <laughs> um, Lake You're knowing was... simulator's better. <laughs> Lake was shit. <laughs> uh, okay, then. We have an Ask Dan. Oh, fuck. Ask Dan a question, he knows everything. Anyone try asking Dan? So I'm going on the radio and ask Dan. Ask Dan. Ask Dan. Dan. It's time to ask Dan. Uh, we have Tim Walker who asks, uh, well he says, uh, Hi Jay, great show. Uh, got a question for Ask Dan. I'll start with a simple one this month. Does Dan think intelligent life forms from distant galaxies will, reve- will reveal themselves to us in the near future? And what is the opinion of the chill team on this subject? Cheers! Thanks, Tim. Well, I don't know about intelligent life from another galaxy or wherever. Um, it's hard enough to find evidence of intelligent life from <laughs> going over yes. the Atlantic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not very, just, very true. It's not just Americans. It, the one thing it, I, it never st- stops amazing me how how many wonderfully new and inventive ways people find be- being really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and there's you always think, oh, no one's going to beat that. And then like next day, someone's concreted themselves inside a t- washing machine. Have Someone watched, actually did do that. Have you watched um, 2021, uh, that mockumentary thing on Netflix? Yeah. No. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really funny. I've I've been mainlining Babylon 5 for some reason. Decided to watch all of them. It's literally an hour. They did one for 2020 yeah. last year, and they've done another one for 2021. Um, Hugh Grant is brilliant in it. He steals every scene he's in, but it's it's just like a like a mock, mockumentary, and it uh, it nails pretty much everything. How ignorant, how stupid people are, quite well, and it's quite funny to boot as well. I recommend it. Sorry, anyway, carry on. Answer this question. <laughs> um, I doubt it in my lifetime. I'd love, yeah, I, I do believe that that somewhere out there there is life. Oh intelligent uh, probably um but but whether or not the, i mean the chances of us being alive in the same time they're alive and have the technology to get it, it it becomes more and more remote even with a infinite universe the problem is those spaces are really really far apart and they just keep getting further apart so uh, i mean i'd love it it'd be great you know the the well, it would be great or it'd be really, really terrible, depending on... I mean, they're either going to come and kill us all and take our resources, or it'll be like Star Trek. And there's probably not much in between the two. Um, Luckily, so, by the time they get here, we won't have any resources. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there'll be a party in Downing Street to welcome them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Touche. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't see it happening in my time. I'd like to be wrong. I think there's but, absolutely intelligent life out there, or there at least yeah. was, because they, they could we, they could have had, they could have been planets who have evolved and died a million yeah. times over before we even showed our face. Yeah, and, and the chance of like us, uh, uh, our timelines coinc- you know, it, it coinciding that there's this, and species don't tend to last very long anyway. Well, from as far as we can tell, um, you know, so. There always seems to be something that will destroy everything. Uh, big rocks, mainly. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I saw, um, speaking of big rocks, don't look up. Have you seen that? Yeah. No. But it's good. I've, you've just, uh, yeah, that is good. And But you've just reminded me, uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, apparently, uh, do you ever listen to Mark Kermode on Radio 5, his film program? No. No. Uh, Simon May and Mark Kermode every Friday they do a brilliant uh, movie podcast on Radio 5 Live and, and you can download it as a podcast uh, there's a new film that uh, he has these wonderful rants he gets really pissed off at shit films and apparently it's one of his best rants yet about the film um, Moonfall which um, yeah apparently it's incredible and I just I I need to see his uh, review because when he gets pissed off, it's brilliant. He does a really funny Danny Dyer impression as well. I'm gonna go see Moonfall tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like I mean it looks like typical Emmerich nonsense, which I like. I like 2012. I liked Independence Day. I liked uh, the Day After Tomorrow. So yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. But yeah, don't look up. Really, really good. Again, it's, it. it's uh, I mean, it's satire in its purest form. It's it just, it is like the elections and COVID, it's everything, but done in a in a, a way that's an asteroid's coming rather than, it's a metaphor, isn't it, for everything yeah. that's been going on. And they've done it really, really well and, and it's clever and it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Apparently, Mark Commode fans are so des- are desperate to see Moonfall after critics' fun rant about the stupidest movie ever. Uh, <laughs> people are going to see it because they want to see what pissed him off so much about it. So, um, <laughs> I'd like to hear what you say about it. Oh, I have to listen to this rant. I'll listen to it after I see it. Yeah, you don't want spoilers. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, have we answered this question? Or have you answered this have. question? Yeah, I, th- I think... <laughs> It's not going to happen in my lifetime. Cool. Cheers, Tim. Uh, right. Let us, let, let us move on to... We're not doing Metacritic because uh, Nezzy's not here. Twat. Um, this thing has been sat here... That's such a good one. ...for the final round for since August, I think. So it will sit there and uh, continue to sit there. Uh, we don't have a music quiz because I thought we were going to do the uh, Metacritic quiz. But uh, yeah, Nezine is fucking fish. So let's go straight on to topic of the week. There it is. It's time for topic of the week. 
And topic of the week this week is why do you play video games? John. Um, <clears throat> okay. So um, I was thinking about this um, question because I'm listening to an audio book called Lost in a Good Game, why we play video games and what they can do for us uh, by uh, the scientist um, Pete Etchells. And he's done lots of scientific research um, based around video games. And he has um, a relation, a personal relationship with video games himself as well. And he talks in the book about how some video game researchers find it weird that they um, that uh, a research can be subjective about uh, video games and still be a, someone who plays them where um, he disagrees and thinks that if you want to understand it, understand what you're researching, then of course, like, give it a go. Um, and it got me thinking about why why I play them and the reasons that I play them and um, when I really thought about it I, th I think if you watch if I watch a film I can feel happy or I can feel sad or um, if it's a horror film you can feel scared but you can't feel guilty you can't feel um like happy as a result of your actions or the part that you've played yeah you um, have no agency yeah that's a, yeah that's a good way of putting it and i like how in video games my choices de determine the the outcome like if i'm and i'm prone to being someone who um has anxiety um and uh can sometimes get lost in their own thoughts and that happens very easily if I'm watching something. But if I'm playing something, that, that, that doesn't happen. All I'm concentrating on is the game that I'm playing. Um, Resident Evil, I was concentrating on trying to conserve my ammo and stay alive. And um, wondering what bullshit was going to come out of the mouths of the characters next. Where, like, if I'm watching something, my mind wonders. So I play video games to to affect the story and also to to get lost in that world in, in be immersed in in that world in a way that i don't think books and uh movies or music can can do for me like i enjoy all of those things like like everyone does but uh for, for me video games allow me to immerse myself in a it, it, truly in a world where i'm not worrying about things or thinking about other things i'm, I'm only focusing on on the game that i'm playing and um i got speaking to a few different people about this and one of my friends said that he plays video games because it's one of the only times he can get off his phone um <laughs> he's always on his phone like we'll be out at the pub and mid-conversation just Wax it out, his phone, not anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would definitely be a conversation starter, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, put it away. <laughs> oh. um, and he says that when he's playing a game, like he's only focusing on the game, but if he watches a film or, you know, he's reading a book, he'll be tempted to mess with his phone and stuff instead. So, yeah. That, that's what it is for me but um how about you jay why, why do you play video games um i mean it's a very similar answer to you i think with a, a video game i think a good example of this is um assassin's creed it's 
it's not about the gameplay, it's not about this, it's not about that. It's about the walk. It's about like just walking down the street. This walk, this little swagger, and assuming that person. Because when I'm walking down the street in, in, in um, Assassin's Creed, I'm, you know, I, I'm feeling that swagger. I'm walking down, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, don't fuck with me. I'll kill you. I will. I'll do it on a whim. But I won't, because that's the power. I have the power, you know. But it, that, that, that's what I love about video games, because you get to just jump into this person's uh, boots and walk his walk or her walk. And um, there is nothing like it. It just it takes over your entire sort of mental state, as as you say. Yeah, I mean, I also have I've had problems with anxiety with this, that, and the other. But when you are in a game and you're immersed and you're walking in these boots, it doesn't matter what you're feeling. You're that person. You don't have to worry about yourself for a bit. Just like when you go to the cinema and you're watching a film for two hours, you don't. I completely lose myself for two hours. But in a game, mm. you lose yourself on a more complex and deeper level for a lot longer. And it's addictive. And it's brilliant, depending on the game. But uh, yeah, that is why I play it. Dan? Yeah, uh, pretty much the same. The, um, the way a well-written, executed game, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like you're being led down a direct path. If you feel you have some agency and you're making these things happen by your actions, even though it could be a, one of the most scripted games ever, if it's done right, it feels like that was your choice to do that anyway. It feels like you have agency. You can just completely... like the. I love playing games in a darkened room because... Uh, I know you're not supposed to, but it just helps with that kind of immersion. You know, the, the, there's there's no distractions around me. There's just like the, the red glow of my PC and a couple of lights upstairs. And it's just, it's like being in the cinema when the lights come down and only I'm in control of what's going on. I can, yeah, choose who lives, who dies. I can, you know, drive a car that I never be able to afford to rent for an hour, let alone race around a track and you know there's so much escapism you know i can be in the wild west or or i could be landing a massive space freighter in a space station in in the frontier or there's so many infinite possibilities of things you can do in games that that just make life so much better than than the general drudgery and humdrum of day-to-day living uh, it's pure escapism and i love being told a great story but in terms of like learning i've learned a lot from some games in, in, in certain ways certain practices like things about how the army operate or how this historical yep. event in time unfolded and you know you, you can't get that same level of of, of education just by watching a video or listening to mm. someone talk about it. When you're, yeah. you're there okay. in, that in, in that environment, it's you're taking it all in and you remember it. <laughs> yeah, and for me, access a springboard at times. Like I've played some of these Assassin's Creed. I don't know much about ancient history. Um, and sort of always been more interested in sort of Cold War and afterwards. Um, 
but uh, I've played some Assassin's Creed games and then read up about them afterwards and mm. things that I found interesting. And it was the same when I played Rise, Son of Rome. There was so much that I realised that I didn't know that I found interesting that I started... I got so immersed in the game that I started reading up about it. And, um, yeah, you can learn so much, so, so many things uh, from games. It's it, it's unbelievable. Um, in the Lost in a Good Game book, he, uh, because he's a scientist himself, he basically talks about how the media kick up a fuss and um, find a link to violent murders um, and how they blame it on video games. Um, and he also mentions um, a lot about how video game research is very skewed in terms of um, the effects that it, it could have um, on people that play it because of how many flaws there are in excuse me in terms of um, like how the data is collected and how um, they have so many studies where people come along to do the experiment and they're trying to show the research of what they want to see mm. um so they did a particular experiment where they got one group of people to play mario kart and um another group of people to play uh, call of duty 4 and um they had a button in front of them and at the end of playing that session they were told that if they press the button it would emit a really loud noise um to the other person to a, to another person in another room and they could choose how long they wanted to hold the finger down on the button for and the idea was they were trying to be they were trying to show that the people that played call of duty would feel all like angry and would mm. like hold the button down for a really long time to piss the other person off and the people playing mario kart would just be all chilled and probably wouldn't press the button um and they found out at the end of this like weeks long experiment that there was no correlation <laughs> at all. There was literally not. It, it just can't come down to the the individual person. And there's been so many experiments around video games where um, there's like hardly any research that they, they make people violent. And there's the, the a lot of the experiments done that he mentions in the book show that there are many, many people that use video games to enhance parts of their life in terms of like learning things or there's lots of mentions about um, disabled people who are using VR to go and do things yep. they'd never be able to do in, in, um, in their own lives and how it's brought people together socially um, more than ever before. I mean, we're sat here doing this, yet we're all in three completely different parts of the country like it's it's an amazing thing yeah you just reminded me of the amazing work uh special effect do yes um, uh, i love that charity um got to meet with the guys uh at one of the egx's and tried out some stuff and then i realized hang on with this a guy who could like barely, not only can he play video games with his eyes but actually he can order shit online now because he couldn't do that before, but but with that technology, he can, and you know, it's led to uh, things like the Xbox adaptive controller, and it's I, I watched someone on YouTube who on Twitch, sorry, who uses 
uh, completely adapted stuff because of, because of uh, conditions. And yeah, it's it. Oh, man, can you imagine how terrible it would be if you couldn't play a video game? It just just like mm. so much stuff you'd be missing out on. Yeah, not just you know, learning about stuff and but just having a good fucking time, just playing something fun yeah. or just you know just passing the time for a few hours because you've got nothing better to do and it's raining outside. And it's like Jesus, man. And people, oh. I mean, during the eighties, there was the, the video nasty panic. Everyone thought that you know slasher films is what was causing people going out killing people because they'd watched Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween and shit like that. And it's like, no, people still do that shit regardless of what they're watching or consuming. People, you know, novels were sort seen as a terrible thing that would degrade the mind. Television was the same. Radio. Uh, unless it was being used for news or classical music, anything else. Oh, it's terrible. Rock and roll. Oh, <laughs> everyone's going everyone's gonna to die because of this terrible music. It happens every time there's a new genre or a new kind of way, way to entertain yourself. And yeah, if VR takes off properly, it'll be VR. It'll be mindless people playing VR, and that'll be the new scapegoat for why people are killing people. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Give me an extra special applause for that. <laughs> it's, it's a good topic. Well, it's a very long applause. <laughs> the crowd loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good topic. Let's see what the uh, people say. And now it's your time to shine. It's the community section. Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? We wanna know. We wanna hear from you. We wanna hear from you. And we have heard from Marty Greasy Fish Lips, who says, "Escape, plain and simple. Love you, peeps. Cheers, Marty." Hey. Gavin Gardner, Gavlar, really good YouTube channel as well. So check it out. It's excellent. Um, says uh, the reason why he plays games is for Chivos. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> he plays them so he's got content for his YouTube channel. That's why he plays them. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was, that was a bit of a snide comment there. I didn't mean it. <laughs> when, I, when I first read that, I read it as Cheetos and thought that somehow <laughs> he was playing games. I thought, he's, he's found some sort of loophole. I haven't. <laughs> Cheetos are man Jew, man. Name a few. Vicky Bryan says, they take my mind off other things, but they're fun. True. Uh, Chris Matthew yeah. says, uh, fun, escapism, relaxing. Mm, uh, Justin Scholes um, says, preparation for various apocalyptic scenarios. Mm. <laughs> uh, here's a name True. I haven't... Uh, here's a name I haven't read or spoken for ages nicole nicole radowski um amaranth you used to play um a lot of minecraft with her and uh, a few other guys and she says uh, because i can oh wait no not talking to my teens uh because i'd rather be in the middle of a story or adventure as a character than watching one on the telly yeah true 100 mm. absolutely true 
Uh, Kim Woods says, where else can I be a kick-ass Tomb Raider inquisitor who takes down an arsehole and his big dragon, a sheriff who turns into a werewolf when mad, and so many other great stories? D&D. If only she was on a podcast, the D&D podcast as well, that she could do all those things on. <laughs> Brilliant, so that's, that's all the community uh, responses. Um, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very cool topic. I mean, we've gone quite deep into this. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Um, uh, do we... just reminded me that I need to play that Telltale game again. Which one? Oh, the one with Big B Wolf. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Wolf Among, Wolf Among Us. Brilliant Wolf Among Us, yeah. Love that game. Oh, yeah. Great that's game. Excellent. Yeah, I need yeah. to play that again. I really good. Really good. I'm still going through the uh, the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm on top of season two. Not that long ago. <laughs> After you said you'd picked it up, and I saw it was on sale, I was like, "Fuck it, why not? Why not?" <laughs> yep. Good value. Cool, and we have a speak pipe from none other than Derek Speak Pipe. Hello, Justice and Chillers. Derek Sins again. I'm recording this message on the seventh of January, twenty twenty-two. So, happy New Year to you and all your listeners. I'm hoping it won't be too long before your next episode is out, uh, so it's hopefully not the middle of July or anything like that. But I do have a video game-related question for you today, and here it is. I've got enough games to easily keep me going for the next two or three months, but uh, I've got four games earmarked after that uh, to either buy or download free, whichever. Um, And I want you to recommend one of the following four games that I'm going to list. Basically, uh, we'll assume that they're either going to cost all the same or they're going to be free to download. And I'll be playing them on either the Xbox One S or the PS4. I don't normally do any PC gaming and I don't have any of the new consoles. So we'll get on with the games. The first game, and recommended if you wish, is Diablo 2 Resurrected. Second game, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Third game, Mafia Definitive Edition. And the fourth game, Yakuza Like a Dragon. And as I say, just recommend one. And if there's a majority verdict, I'll go with that. But if there's none, I'll listen to your arguments and then either buy or download the game accordingly. And I think that will do it for my first speak by 2022. So keep on podcasting. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Uh, I've not played any of those games, so I can't really mention, uh, recommend anything. I've not played the one I'm going to recommend, but I really want to play it, and I've read some excellent reviews. Disco Elysium? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I didn't read all of the reviews because I was like, I don't want to read any more about this. I want to play it. Uh, Apparently, it's excellent storytelling, and I do like a bit of an old-school point-and-click adventure. It's really good. Just kind Mm. of what it's like. I've tried it. It's excellent. Um, Mafia Definitive Edition. It's probably what I'd recommend, just because I feel like Diablo 2 and Disco Elysium um, would be better on a PC. Oh, yeah. Because he said um, console. Yeah, he did. So uh, Diablo 2, I I know it's on consoles, but I can't imagine playing it on one, to be honest. I'd rather have keyboard and mouse. And... um, Disco Elysium, I've played it on, um, I bought it on the Epic Games Store 
Uh, it was mm. it was the only game on there that I've ever bought that's actually full price. And then annoyingly, I didn't get the final cut version. I've got like the original um, version, but it's 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 excellent. And I've seen it on the Xbox Store. I just can't. Yeah, I can't think about how. I can't tell how well that translates to controller. So for me, I'd probably go for Mafia Definitive Definitive Edition, which was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I haven't played the Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I know that's a little different from the other Yakuza games, so um, probably wouldn't recommend that one. But, yeah, Mafia for me. Yeah, I can't recommend playing a Diablo game with a controller because I've got Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on the Switch, and it just feels wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you've not played Diablo with keyboard and mouse, then maybe it'd be all right, but it, it's just feels clunky you know there's a lot more keys you can press and it makes it a lot easier mm. i guess Master you could race. try playing Master it race wins on that one and that's not a, yeah. a racist remark jay <laughs> so i missed what you said then what, what did you say <laughs> i said the master race wins on this one. <laughs> oh, nezzy <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I Heather, this, actually. It was Heather before I was racist. I got this 10 quid USB keypad and trackpad and keyboard uh, for use while I'm sitting on my bike because if I need to stop the stream or whatever or, or need to type a message, I can't reach my keyboard from my bike. So, so I got this thing for a tenner. I think I'd rather play it on this cheap, <laughs> nasty, 10 quid rubber domed <laughs> keyboard and trackpad than, than on the Switch. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> but you know, I get what you want. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, and I think that's it. Um, does anyone have anything else to say? Because if not, we we can wrap it up. I think. Oh, uh, actually, I do need to shout some people out, but we're going to do that in a minute anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got that. Uh, okay, so. For our next show in July, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At Joysticks Chill. Follow us on Facebook. Join us on Facebook. Join our Discord. Join our Discord. Details on the Twitter pin tweet. Email us podcast at joystickshill.com. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to our YouTube. Leave us a message on Speakpipe. It's better than sticking a cocktail stick in your eyeball. Shout outs! Okay, um, I want to shout out you guys. Thank you. Um, I know I haven't been on a show in a while, so I'm going to get much, much, much better at um, making sure that I'm here because I really, really enjoy this. So uh, thank you. Um, I want to shout out my awesome wife and beautiful daughter who have really kept me sane in uh, getting COVID uh, HD edition. Um, Dan, I need to give you a big shout out as well for everything you're doing for the British Heart Foundation with your bike. Thank you. 
So thank you, Dan. Um, the OC people that I played Halo with the other day, the Seal podcast, I listened to like the last six episodes in like a week. Um, so that was a lot of fun to listen to. Um, my last shout out goes to uh, Phil and the Distracted by Side Quests people um, for their Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast. Um, working my way through that from the beginning, and it's it's really funny and uh, really really good. So he it was called OCD and D, but he yeah. changed the name of it because people with OCD um, were contacting him for advice, and um, so he changed it to Distracted by Side Quests. Uh, to which I sent him a message to ask if now people who had procrastination disorders were uh, <laughs> <laughs> messaged him. <laughs> um but yeah that, that's all uh, all of my shout outs so um yeah thank you um dan how about you um yeah uh you just reminded me every now and then um uh chinny duke and uh Stu get emails asking if they're actual like war veterans um because <laughs> the veteran game uh, that always makes me chuckle um yeah i need to thank uh scott a certain john mouse uh, Lee Bachelor and Wendy Collins, a.k.a. Batch Gaming and Frequency, uh, Quercus Anonymous, and Claire Turner for sponsoring me for the London to Brighton. Thank you very much. Uh, if any of you want to see how I'm doing, I'm actually recording my training sessions, streaming them live, and, um, yeah, you, you can uh, keep an eye on my progress. Hopefully, I will lose some more weight and actually get fit by the summer. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That would be good. Put the link in here and I'll do it tonight. Yeah, well, it's, um, just search for Hardly Dan on Twitch. Uh, but yeah, I'll give you the link as well. Or which link? Or, or no, the for the sponsorship. For, yeah, to sponsor. All right. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, I will thank uh, Kate. You won't be listening to this, but I'll thank her anyway um, <laughs> for helping me kick Harry Potter in the dick. We <laughs> smashed it. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, and a shout out also to Heather and Anthony, the uh, the creators of Harry Potter and the Forbidden Forest experience for having me and saying such kind words. Um, yeah, I look forward to working with them in the future. Uh, Seal and everyone in there. Yeah, I've been catching up with you uh, for the past few weeks of all the, the, the seasonal shows that I've, I've seemed to have missed. Um, and they, they mention us a lot, or they, at least they take the piss out of us a lot uh, from our lack of podcasts. It's like um, school ground uh, bullying when um, like people fancy each other. They, they, they're in love with us. That's what That's it true. is. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's the only way they know how to express it, bless them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Seal podcast, uh, Veteran Gamers Obviously, um, yes, Juju Chini, the show remains to be great. Uh, I don't agree with everything Chini has said about Mass Effect Andromeda, but he does have some fair points, I'll be honest. Uh, but still, a great show. The uh, original gaming podcast for me. Uh, and I think that's that's about it for me. Uh, Nezzy, how about you? Fish. <laughs> Well, I think if he could, he would shout out Chris, uh, Chris Matthew, Vicky Brian, Chief uh, Gavilar eighty eight, Marty aka Greasy Fish Lips, and Derek Speakpipe for getting in contact with us. 
He would also have some uh, very controversial um, opinions on how uh, the word bike is spelt. There's no I yeah. in bike. <laughs> There's two eyes in fish. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Walker, he'd shout out as well, because obviously he's in there. Yes, also also tim uh thank you very much for joining us for episode 33 it's been uh, really fun it's been great having john back because it's been a while uh so hopefully yeah. this is the start of a new trend um maybe one day we'll have two johns again back on the <laughs> podcast fuck me would that be a day <laughs> two johns but yeah no it's been absolutely great um join us again in july for our next podcast <laughs> Uh, now I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get one out before then. Hey, um, so far this year it's one a month. Yeah, that's probably one. We're averaging about one a month at the moment um, since October. But yeah, we we, yeah. we have had a lot of shit going on. Um, but yeah. I'm back to sort of office hours now, so I should be a lot more available. Um, so yeah, so hopefully. We'll see you for episode 34 fairly damn soon. Have a wonderful week, fortnight, month, or quarter, depending on (laughs) when the next podcast is. (laughs) Have a wonderful time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Joysticks and Chill Podcast. Don't forget to join the Discord. See you next time. favorite meal of the day fried liver fava beans and a nice candy i like to relax by listening to my favorite podcast joysticks and chill and i'd really appreciate it if you did too i love derek <laughs>